This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Welcome everybody to episode 122 of Taylor Talk. We are glad that you are here. We're happy to be here. We're going to have lots of fun, lots of laughs, hopefully not so many cries, but it's going to be fun. So thank you for subscribing and listening in. My name is Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. And I'm Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) That was so cute. (laughs) So I think uh, you're trying to be Steve-esque there. Who's Steve? Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) so for those who couldn't notice steve couldn't join us this week we miss you steve we wish you were here buddy i wonder if yeah. steve actually listens that, he used I don't to. Know. we'll find out we should like leave him a secret say message. something leave him a secret message and then see if he actually listens and hears it right good plan yeah see if he'll listen and see we talked about him <laughs> adam will have to think of something and we'll say it at the end all righty So starting off with the episode, we got some news. Diane, would you like to share with us what has been going on in the world of Taylor? Well, Taylor Swift is having a lot of fun right now. She has been enjoying some well-deserved time off in Los Angeles. She continues to take dance classes during the week, and this weekend she went to the beach and went shopping with Lord. Yay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Lucky Taylor. I I envy her. Yeah, she's just hanging out. (laughs) The only news is really she went to the beach with Lord. Why is she hanging with Lord? They're friends. Calm I know. Yourself. I'm sure she's a very nice person. And there are rumors going around that there's going to be a collab on Lord's album. Oh, it's rumors. Uh, it was a, a rumor out straight from the horse's mouth. What horse? Lord. Not the white horse, right? <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> For those uh, who aren't laughing right now, you clearly didn't see the title of this episode that says we're going to be talking about white horse in just a few minutes. <laughs> So, thanks for that news, though, Diane. Sammy, give us our T-Swift on Tour Red Tour update, please. Well, we thought that the Red Tour updates were done for a while, but Taylor had decided to add one more Asia stop on the Red Tour this week. Taylor will be playing in Tokyo, Japan on June 1st. Tickets go on sale on March 29th, and as always, make sure you're signed up for Taylor Connect emails and follow Taylor Nation on Twitter for more information. Uh, T-Swift on tour would also like to thank everyone because we hit 150,000 followers this weekend. Um, we will be doing a giveaway to thank everyone for following us. In the next few days, we'll be, we will be posting hints about the prizes, and shortly thereafter, we will post a tweet with the rules and how you can win and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Giveaways. I love free stuff. <laughs> Am I eligible, Sammy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably a no. <laughs> 150,000 followers, though. Wow, that's only because you come on here, I think. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so thank you for that update, though, Sammy. Remember, guys, you guys can follow T-Swift on Tour on Twitter and get all kinds of tour updates, updates about Taylor. They're just what? A, you've become more of a generalized updating account now, right? Yeah. With a we, focus on yeah. tour. So. Yeah. Cool. So before we jump into our main discussion, I wanted to see if I can stump you guys because I – learned something recently so this is uh not a listener submitted stump the host but i I figured i would i would take a shot at it okay is it about taylor or am i gonna feel dumb and it's like about no it's about taylor of course it's about taylor (laughs) that's the whole point of the segment stump the host just checking 
Just checking. Sammy, I'm sure I could stump you on like mechanical engineering. Yeah, you definitely I'm, I'm could. I'm sure we could it, stump it's a, you on that too, Adam. Like. It's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to stump the hosts on Taylor Swift questions, though. All right, you ready? Yes. All right. What insect did Taylor dress as when she ran on stage during a Brad Paisley concert? I want to say a bumblebee, just because no, my gut I can tells me no. It was. It was like a moth, a butterfly. Oh, it was like a cockroach, I think. Was it a cockroach? No, it wasn't a cockroach. I'm just naming insects. I have no idea. Um, A spider? It was a tick. Ew. Ew. What? I knew it was brown. I said it was brown. Why did she do that? It was a prank. What do ticks even look like? They look like ticks. They look like disgusting. Oh, you clearly don't live on the East Coast. Do you guys not have ticks? I, I don't know what you're talking about. They bite you and suck your blood. They're disgusting. Don't dogs get them? Yeah, Sometimes. yeah also people get them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maya. Yes, though, I stumped my hosts. Go me. I'm actually yeah. patting myself on the back. I thought for sure you guys were going to be like, oh, it was a tick. Like, acting like that was an easy question. Well, I forgot I that was an it in my head. I just didn't know what the bug was. Okay, fair enough. Well, Taylor dressed as a tick. Good to know. On to our main discussion. Like I said earlier, we're talking about White Horse, which is a pretty cool song. It, it's like, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's like a, a fairy tale heartbreak song. It's, it's like a gut wrenching heartbreak, yes, with horses. Yep. With and horses. Gut wrenching heartbreak with horses. Yes. <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell. Diana's the greatest at descriptions. I'm like yeah. so overwhelmed with like your use of words. It's like unbelievable. Very impressive. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, something I found interesting about White Horse is um, people that kind of say it's like the opposite of love story, or it's um, it's like the anti love story in a the way. The anti love story. Like, what do you guys think about that? I would agree with that. I think it's kind of like, I mean, in my head, and obviously I wasn't there. I don't know if they're written about the same person or not, but I kind of feel like it's like what happened after Love Story ended and she realized that he actually wasn't that awesome of a guy. Was a total butthead? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. Remember, and that her dad was right. <laughs> I remember interviews about it where she sort of said that White Horse was the moment when like the first time that something happened that made her realize that like fairy tale romances were not actually a thing that happened and it was like the most devastating thing because it's like oh wait my life is never going to be a disney movie i think it's also interesting it, it kind of comes out of a quote that she says quite often which i'm paraphrasing but is basically like the bad guy isn't always look bad sometimes he's really cute and looks like mm-hmm. a superhero or she whatever used to he say says. that every night on fearless storm yeah that's the best thing um and it 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 fits this song quite well well she does describe that face of an angel at the beginning and an angel is unsuspecting you would think a well when i think of an angel i think of cute little chubby red cheeks <laughs> that's just me sometimes those um, cheeks can be deceiving yeah they are it, it, it's not always um so innocent a person but speaking of that though there is another song hey steven where there's a line because i can't help it if you look like an angel mm. so i can't help but think just maybe maybe just maybe is this like a 
I don't know. See, the rest of the song doesn't sort of point towards Steven. No. Also, yeah, her and no. Steven never dated, so. Yeah, they just, like, like was, like, other. infatuated with him, yeah. He was infatuated back, it turns out, but. Yeah, and, well, whatever. Nobody you can ever listen did to anything about of the story. If you want to download his song, you can listen to it. Yes. Well, because I'm having a brain fart, someone remind me, is Hey Steven on the same album? Yes, it is. Yeah, they're both on Fearless. Okay. Thank you. So in that case, it couldn't. It could just be where it's not necessarily same person, but just sort of that. That's just a descriptor that she used in multiple yeah, songs. Yeah, I mean, that she always has songs time. that have similar words, whether they're related stories or not. That kind of weaved them together. I mean, that not every story on the albums are all the same story, which is kind of an interesting theory. But anyways, um, but she does like to kind of weave them all together with something. So whether it's a quote or like a theme or whatever it is. So like, even if it's not about the same person, they do have a related quality. Right. That makes sense. So they were probably just similar time, not same person rather. Yeah. But speaking of the lyrics, do you guys have any lyrics that you're like in love with in this song? Um, I just feel like the whole song is powerful. Um, But something that I really like, if we go to the chorus, um, she says, I'm not a, oh, no, hold on. I'm not a, a, a princess. This ain't a fairy tale. And, and if you go down to the bottom, she changes it and says, I'm not your princess. Yeah. So it almost becomes almost like a slap in the face in a way. Like I'm still awesome, but I'm not going to be great for you. I, I don't know. I just love that change. That's an interesting change. Twists, how yeah. she, it's so subtle, but it like, that small change just means so much in the song. It does. It's like a change in attitude where she realizes, like, hey, it's not me. It's you right, right. now. Like, yeah. I am still a princess. Taylor's always my princess. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not necessarily, like, a princess princess, but she's still worth something. And she's yeah, still, like, I mean, yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. Right. That makes it sense. It starts out how she's blaming herself. And then at the end of the song, she realizes, wait, this is his problem, not mine. And mm-hmm. starts blaming him. Yeah, like I was going to say, I really love the chorus, the last chorus when she changes it to, I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me well. Oh, that part like, is so powerful. I like that line a yeah. lot. Just the way that she sings it, it's just, yeah, it's just so like, like she finally think, figures it out. Like it's not her, it's him and she's going to find someone much better yeah. someday. On the opposite side of that, and one one quote of the song that always stands out to me is when she's like, stupid girl, I should have known. It's It's very similar to Dear John. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking to both of those points, it's also another thing. Maya, the line you picked is also a realization, too. And it's sort of like it's bringing a positive aspect to what is really a sad song. And then sort of in a. Do you get where I'm going with that? Yeah, I, I yeah, totally yeah. lost like my a, train of thought. Yeah, what just I was like saying, a but... really dark place. And it brings something hopeful to it. Like, yeah, maybe this guy wasn't great, but I am still worth it. And I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me like I'm worth something. And I'm Taylor that, Swift, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that moment in the song when she figures it out, when she's like begging for forgiveness, begging for me, but just like I always wanted, but I'm so sorry. Like she's like, sorry, I figured it out. You know, yeah. I, I'm not going to continue like have myself put down by you and, you know, feel like garbage for you and never win on the other side, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. See, I also like that the lyrics are really straightforward. Like, in terms of, like, favorite lyrics, I think you guys all pinpointed the ones that stand out the most. And 
I don't know. I can't really pick any other favorites. I'm being uncreative right now. I do like, I also like, I was a dreamer before you went and let me down. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, I'm reading it and thinking. Um, <laughs> I think it's just, it's just an interesting thought to think that, you know, she was somebody and that somebody could hurt her so badly or hurt somebody so badly that it breaks you to the point where you don't know who you are anymore. And I think all too well is very similar to that as well. I mean, she even says, you know, I don't know who I am anymore. Um, um, but I also think it's interesting that she's like, this ain't Hollywood. This is a small town. And that kind of speaks to when this song was written. You know, it's not most songs since this song have been written about, you know, very public relationships that we all are somewhat aware of. And a lot of the songs, if not all of the songs, actually, that's not true. A lot of the songs on Fearless and, you know, Taylor Swift are about relationships that we know nothing about. And I, I, I kind of like the mystery and the older songs and, you know, not being able to be like, oh, this song is about so-and-so, blah, 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 you know? So, Sammy, do you think this is about a real person? And and the reason I ask is because you, the line you just pointed out, it made me realize when you said I was a dreamer before you went and let me down. Like, is it possible that this is another fantasy? Like last week we were talking about mine being sort of like an image in her head as opposed to kind of a horrible fantasy. I think she only has happy fantasies. This like I feel like to get hurt this bad in the it would need to be real. I agree with that. I mean, this is such an emotional song. This is not something you'd make up. (laughs) I don't I don't know that necessarily it's about her. I think that it's possible or that possible that it could be, you know, you know, about like Abigail's ex-boyfriend or about some other girl's ex-boyfriend that she was just around and in the situation and kind of knew the girl's version of the story. Um, but I do think that it is based on a real life situation, whether it's hers or a friend. Okay. Yeah. So getting into the secret message then, all I ever wanted was the truth. I, I mean, think that's that straight. Right, I think that that right there shows you that it's a true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's pretty straightforward as to what it means. It means that whoever the male character is in this story was a liar, right? Yeah. But it doesn't give any hint as to who, like some of her secret messages do. Well, I but don't I think we're gonna know because it's. This probably is from just like a time a in her time. life yeah. when she wasn't dating people that yeah. she wasn't dating famous people. She was just dating, you know, people in high school or whatever. So, like, it wouldn't. We don't need to. Like, we're not interested in who it was because it's just some like, random guy from Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure the guy knows, though, and I'm sure he feels real stupid. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> now, I wonder what the lie was about. Because if we look at the music video, which you all <laughs> should be familiar with, Sammy. <laughs> we all watched it. Sammy, like, I, watches I would... it. We're, I like, would've... ready to record, and Sammy's like, oh, wait, hang on, I gotta watch the music video. And it's, I texted Adam before, I was like, I haven't heard this song in a hot minute. I should probably listen to it. Probably. Uh, Sammy. <laughs> well. <laughs> and last time I heard it was when she performed it as a secret song. Aww. How about that? So, the music video, in a nutshell, it opens with Taylor on the phone with the guy, and he's like, what did he say? He's like, all I want me? is you. Do you love me? Can you give me another chance? You know, and then it goes into the story and it shows, you know, cutting from Taylor to him. And then it shows some fantasy moments where they're all lovey-dovey and cuddling on the couch. I would say it was fantasy. I think that actually happened. It's like flashback. It's like flashback. Okay, flashback. I mean, it kind of ends up going full circle because she's on the phone with him and she's sitting there debating. 
And then she goes through the whole thing of like seeing that he was with the other woman. Although we were talking about this before and it looks like he's going home to his mom. And she's all upset that he like lied about living with his mom. And he was like, no, I'm the cool guy. I have my own place. No, you don't. You live with your mom. Well, here's the thing, though, Sammy, is if you watch the behind the scenes video that released with with the video itself, you know, Taylor explains they didn't want it to be just another Taylor gets cheated on video. And it led to this whole double life concept where this guy already had a girlfriend and taylor is the one he's cheating with so right. she in this video is the other woman she, but she, she no is the, she is the one telling him he has a girl at home uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's another correlation i know there is another correlation which we'll get to in a sec but um the point i'm getting at is all i ever wanted was the truth so do you think that that lie in the video the lie that he already has a girlfriend and he is cheating on that existing girlfriend with taylor is the same lie from real yeah. life yeah. I mean, it's always a possibility. Like, we don't know what happened because it wasn't Although, public. I mean, it's an interesting thought, though, because if you think about it, she was, what, 17 when she probably wrote the song? So, like, how would she have been dating somebody and not have been aware that they had a girlfriend? Unless I mean, it was, maybe, like... like... I don't know. She has a thing for sometimes dating guys who are older. So, maybe he was older. Maybe. And, like, 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 if they weren't... If he wasn't, like, in high school also that's true but that's kind of hard when you're younger i mean how do you meet them you meet them in the places where you are and that's you're in school mm-hmm. you're right yeah. Sammy. i think it would be very difficult but it does happen in real life to yeah, real people yeah. i have a boring life so i wouldn't know <laughs> you don't have a boring I life you look, want how you're, this part, Sammy. look how you're spending your weekend <laughs> sammy recording with us <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah i do think that it it is based on a similar situation where you know he was he had an, a, a relationship, a very strong relationship with someone outside of Taylor's social circle. So she was unaware that she was the other woman. Okay, which brings me to another question now. Since I already made the correlation to Girl at Home, we discussed that, what, a couple episodes ago? Yep. Mm-hmm. What conclusion did we come up with? Did we come up with a who it's about? No. no we we decided that it was... Probably based on, like, hearing information and that she didn't actually have a who. Right, and now I'm wondering if maybe these two are actually about the same person, but that one was written... Then why would Taylor wait? Hang on, hang on, I'm getting to that, though. I'm getting to that. Because in this song, supposedly, from what I hear, it wasn't originally even supposed to be on Fearless. They were going to wait till the third album because there were so many sad songs, but then Grey's Anatomy wanted to use it, so they're like, oh, I guess we're releasing it right yep supposedly i i not 100 percent sure if that's yeah, entirely but, no, accurate that doesn't make but... sense. i think that they decided they must have decided before to put it on the album and then when gray's anatomy used it they decided to release it as a single okay possible but either way the point i'm getting at is she quite often sits on songs that she's written that don't really fit in somewhere this is true because maybe oh it's too sad it doesn't fit in here and then maybe on Speak Now was wait, hang on. Was Girl at Home co written or not? Does anyone remember? I'll Google it. I think it mm, I don't know. I don't think it was. Maybe I'm not. I, I think no, I'm confusing it with the other one. Okay. Well, cause it well that squashes one of my theories of why it would have skipped Speak Now, because Speak Now she wanted to be all her. Um 
But the point I'm getting at is it didn't really necessarily fit in with Speak Now either, and maybe it didn't even fit in with Red, but she's like, oh my gosh, we've had this song for so long, we're going to just throw it into the deluxe version. Because one of the things we discussed with that song is that it's a little bit weird. Like, the lyrics don't necessarily match the upbeat tone of the song, Mm -hmm. which could be sort of characteristic of Taylor's early writing when she wasn't necessarily as skilled a writer as she is now. But I don't think if she's skilled now, she would put out a song where she felt like the, like the song with the sound of the music was awkward. You know, I don't, but she she also could have revisited it at some point and had it, you know, kind of like what she did for sparks fly and she had it written and then revisit the idea for red. Or maybe it's even a chain of events because assuming the music video lie, which is the fact that he has a girl at home, is true and she fell for it, maybe Girl at Home was her grown-up version of this song where she's like, no, I get it now. Like, I know the signs I'm looking for. You've got a girl at home. You need to get back to her. I mean, she even says in the in Girl at Home, it would be a fine proposition if I was a stupid girl. And she says in um white horse stupid girl i should have known oh, so sammy <laughs> thank you drawing things yeah. together somebody <laughs> is on the same same thought process as me here like maybe girl at home is a continuation not a continuation necessarily but a different situation but it's her learning from the white horse situation and acting differently cool. in the girl at home situation yeah mm-hmm that's possible yeah that's really cool i think that i that that makes girl at home not that it's a boring song as we've decided you know a couple weeks ago but it makes it kind of more interesting to think that it's from a story that is that old and that she has learned something from you know a song that she wrote almost seven years ago i don't know i don't think you ever quite i think if you get cheated on that kind of sticks with you (laughs) <laughs> well she was the she wasn't being cheated on she was the one being cheated on with someone was cheating on them with her i mean rather. i'm sure it's a it i mean i don't know because i've never been in that sort of thing but um i i i would imagine that it almost feels the same like i would imagine i mean you can tell from leave like that girl for her like it would be like how come i'm not good enough like i would still have that sort of thought process like and you can you can tell from the pain that she has in the music video that she is generally hurt generally genuinely hurt by that she was not only the girl on the side but that he was telling her all these things and it turned out that nothing that he was saying was true. Right. Like it almost, I mean, I've never been on either side of the situation. So I'm sure that, you know, being the wife or girlfriend at home, that's like being cheated on is absolutely the worst thing ever. But I can't like thinking about it, being on the other side of that and being told all these things, even in, you know, there are a lot of movies where they talk about this, where like, you know, oh, he, I'm going to leave my wife for you. I'm going to, you know, we're going to start a family. Like, those are all lies. Like, I can't imagine being in a relationship where all your fan is lies. And then at the end, they're like, oh, tough doogies. And then, like, you're the one that gets yelled at. Like, come on, that must suck. Right. Yeah. So speaking of that, Sammy, and the whole situation and how much it does, in fact, suck, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, though, after all that discussion, whether or not, that is in fact the lie because when you go back to the song itself 
I didn't see any evidence in the lyrics pointing towards that type of situation. Yeah, but she also doesn't, like, she can't, well, I guess at the time, I mean, now she kind of has these writing abilities where you can write them with both sides. But at the time, like, she couldn't necessarily write about a two-sided situation only being on one side. So she's only writing about one side of the situation. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're just saying that was her earlier skill level. That's just well, where not, she not was not even that, but just like, you know, she in in this particular song is about being in the situation and being the other woman and being lied to. So she doesn't she didn't have to add in and didn't add in, you know, being you know, just cheated on in general. Like, that's not what the song is about. The song is about being the person you're cheating on with and being lied to and in and everything that's in regards to that. I don't know that that's what the song would have, the song asked for. The song was just about that situation, you know? So you just confused me for a sec. So do you <laughs> think the song is about the same lie as in the music video or was that yeah. fabricated no, for I, the video? I do think it's about the same lie in the music video, but I think she's only writing from the Taylor character perspective in the song. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. I got it now. <laughs> so Adam, what was your question exactly? I forgot. Wasn't it you wanted the to The question know? what I was looking for is evidence in the song pointing towards the fact that the video is about Taylor being the one that is being cheated with and the I mean, guy has the girl at home. I don't think there's any evidence. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the first part of the song when she says, um, she says, I'm say you're sorry, that face of an angel. And like, you know, it's just a whole saying sorry oh. for something because I honestly oh. believed in you. But I feel like that could apply to so many different things that you could be sorry But then about. there's also the quote where she's like, I'm not a princess, this ain't a fairy tale. I'm not the one you'll sweep off her feet, lead her up the stairwell. Meaning that there's somebody oh. else for him to lead up the stairwell. Sammy, you are on your game tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, because This is what like, happens when I don't listen to this song for 10 years. <laughs> she's like the other woman, but she didn't know that she was. Yeah, and then once she figures it out and once she then learns it, it's like, it, wait, you that... didn't actually care about me ever. You yeah, have and her. and that everything you're saying and that, you know, like, that it was I'm never going to be me. It was always going to be her. So then does that change the last part of the song when she says, I'm not your princess? Because I think you, you can could... look at it that mm -hmm. way. You know, she's like, he'll, he's like, oh, you're you're my princess, whatever. And she's like, but I'm not your princess because there's somebody else there. And now rather than putting myself in this situation where I know that I'm the other woman, but I still want you, and then I'm going to be like, no, you know, I'm my own woman, and I don't want to be the other woman. Yeah. I yeah. almost feel like this song could definitely go both ways. Like, if you want mm -hmm. to make it about that, you can. Absolutely. And then if you want to make it about something else, you can do that as well. Absolutely. But I think that I, the way that I interpret it and the way that I feel like she probably was writing it was that she was writing it from the perspective of the Taylor character in the music video. That's a good call, Sammy. And I really like the fact that you pointed that out in the chorus there. Mm -hmm. Because I think that is, in fact, the evidence that points towards the situation that happened in the music video. Because I really don't, I couldn't find the evidence myself until you pointed it out. And I really don't like to think that they're just going to fabricate a story for the music video. Like, if they're going to make it a narrative type music video that shows the story, then they're going to use the story. And even in the I had so many dreams about you and me happy endings now I know, 
she now knows that there's somebody else that is expecting happy endings and that she's not going to be want the one with the happy ending with him. Mm-hmm. Sammy's good. <laughs> Thanks for coming on this episode, Sammy. I would have uh, died yeah. here without you. <laughs> that would have been brutal, huh? <laughs> I would have been like, hey, guys, remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you because I had good ideas. Right. <laughs> So, what about Stephen Coletti? Did he fit the part? He's oh, so God. cute. Oh, that's the male lead for anyone wondering who I'm talking he, about. He was perfect because he was, you know, he doesn't look like the obvious, you know, I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm cheating on you, blah, 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 blah. He's cute. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah, like, like, he looks cute. He's, like, older. He looks and I mature. Think, but, you don't, like, he doesn't look like a bad guy. And I think also, and this kind of helped him, which is weird, but his quote-unquote character or who he was on um, the OC, I can't think. No, that's no, not Laguna one of the Beach. OC. Laguna Beach, thank the you. The other show um, about Orange County. Yeah, like, it kind of helped him because he was always the good guy on that show. Like, that's just, that that was the situations he was always in, and he was always, you know, Lauren was always stringing him along, and so in this situation, he was the other way around. And I just really like him. Well, supposedly he was Taylor's first choice. She thought he had that sweet face that could deceive you and really have like a devil behind the angel face. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting, something from behind the scenes that I didn't even point out. And I don't know why this is relevant now, just because I thought of it, probably. Um, Trey Fanjoy back then, because this came out when? Like 2008, probably nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, about 2008, 2009. Trey Fanjoy back then, she said um, something about how Taylor is, for those who don't know, Trey Fanjoy is the director of this video. I don't know if we mentioned that yet, but she said Taylor is a phenomenal actor. And she said, I'm making the prediction now that Taylor is going to go on to do some cool acting stuff in the future. Apparently she's a psychic. I kind of got chills when I heard that. I was like, oh my gosh. I think she. I think also it's in, like that comment is interesting because, and we were talking about this earlier about the other music videos that Trey Fanjoy directed. It's interesting, even in just those few music videos, to see how much she grew in her performance from um, Tim McGraw to, I guess this was probably the last one to, um, to a uh, what song are we talking about? White, White horse. horse sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, because even in those few music videos, you can see a change in her performance. And, I mean, obviously, you can see a huge change between White Horse performance and, say, like, you know, Highway Don't Care performance. Like, she's made the natural progression as an actor, and it's just really interesting. That's a fair point, Sammy. So, I guess since – because Trey Fangelay directed six videos for Taylor. So, I guess she just saw that progress happen on a smaller scale and just sort of was like, okay, if she keeps going at it, she'll get there. What songs am I missing? Six? She she did Love Story, Tim McGraw, Teardrops on My Guitar, Our Song, Picture to oh. Burn, and White Horse. That's interesting because Picture to Burn is like the least similar I love out that of video. all of those songs. <laughs> I love that music video. <laughs> anyway, different conversation. And and I for just, the record, I don't have those memorized. I just tried to sound impressive. I have, I have Trey Fanjoy's website pulled up. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So... I, I just overall, I thought it was a great video, though. I thought it was really cool. It was really unique. Taylor's acting was phenomenal. I mean, when she when it hits that point, you know, in the video where she says, "I'm gonna find someone someday who might actually treat me well," and Taylor's there crying. I was crying. No, 
you weren't. Don't lie. You're such a liar. <laughs> you were not crying. No, you weren't. Why does everyone think I wasn't crying? Of course I was. If Taylor cries, I cry. I'm only up when she's not down. Oh, my God. You. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) I mean, when I saw the video for the first time, I was crying, but that's different because I'm emotional and you are not. It's definitely interesting to watch it now, though, because I remember really, really liking this music video. And not that I don't like it now, but she has definitely grown as a performer and it's like interesting to watch her like almost like force the tears, whereas like in like back to December they just came naturally. Like it's just interesting. Well, and I, I don't know if she was necessarily trying too hard to cry in this video. I just think the like the way she was crying was very violent. You know? Cause, yeah, because like, if you watch it, it's like she's like blinking out the tears. It's yeah. like I need to cry. <laughs> No, but not, well, but, okay, but not, like, in the way that she's trying to force it, just in the way that, like, she's really upset and she's, like, the moment where she wants to break something. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there are different ways to cry. Well, there's, what, like, s- silent, sad, and then there's, like, angry, violent. What cry. I'm curious about is Trey Fanjoy, when she was coaching Taylor on the crying scenes, told her, or asked her, you know, what is a really sad moment in your life? And, and then she also said, she who said, makes you the saddest? And she said, think about that, and, it, and the tears will come. And I'm really curious to know what Taylor was thinking yeah. about. Yeah. I want to know what Trey knows. <laughs> um, That's very personal. And Maya and I were talking about this before, and I think that I really like the visuals of the music video and how it's kind of like its own little mini film. But I think looking back now, there are a few things I would have trimmed in it had I been the director. Like, I'm not sure that the talking parts were necessary. I think that the best parts of the music video were the silent parts, not necessarily with her, but with her and Steven and with her and the other girl when they're in the cafe, like the talking parts where they were fine, you needed, you know, whatever. But I think that without them, the story would have moved along just as well. So you think the spoken parts were unnecessary? Yeah. Did you dislike them though? Like, were they annoying to you? I don't dislike them. I just, I just feel like the yeah. I feel like they weren't necessary. I think that, um, I think that the phone conversation is unnecessary completely. And I think that the conversation that happened with the girl could have just been done in like, sort of silent like shots of the two of them I think without that the, the dialogue though is what ties it together to like show the the you know transition of the song how she starts at the beginning and she's like you know is this what you know I want to be your angel I want to be your princess does, and at the end at the she's time, like I think that the lyrics do that on their own I don't think you need the dialogue for that I think no, that the song on I, its own yeah, communicates that I just guess, fine yeah that's I mean, true for walking away from him like i just feel like there could have been like sort of a less blatant way of doing it i don't know it just feels a little forced like a more subtle way of doing it without actual dialogue see and the ones at the end in the beginning i didn't necessarily have a problem with like i can see where you were going with that maya how the song itself provides closure particularly the part that we talked about earlier where she says, I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me well. You know, the lyrics say it's over. She doesn't forgive him. She's moving on with her life where the dialogue also at the beginning and end, you know, he asks uh, about for another chance. And at the end she responds with no. So that was unnecessary, but 
I, I didn't affect me either way. Like I didn't hate it, didn't love it. It was just sort of there. The one in the middle, I felt kind of interrupted the video. Yeah, I mean, I think that one they did the not girl. need. I don't think they needed the dialogue there at all. I think they could have just done like you know shots of that conversation. You would have gotten the it silent, just from their faces. The silent ones are more powerful. Yeah, I agree. I think so too, Sammy, because the whole point of a music video is to add a visual element to a song, and I think they could have captured the emotions with a visual and used the lyrics as the lyrics. The lyrics would be the ones telling the story while the video was showing the visual. And that part in the middle, you know, she's talking to a girl in a cafe and she's like, I think there's something you need to know. Like, that could have been shown through visual. Yeah, and I mean, most of that scene is in visual, so I don't really understand why it was necessary to have that, you know, five to ten seconds of dialogue and then show the rest of the scene in silence. It would have been better if you had done the whole thing in silence. Taylor's acting was strong enough that everybody knew what was going on, so it was, in this, it was unnecessary. Right. I wonder if at the time they didn't feel like her acting was strong enough, though. But that would be contrary to what Trey said about predicting yeah, she'd be so a great actor. Um, so I, I just countered my own point there. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Adam. So somebody called us out uh, last week. We didn't rank the song discussion on a 1 to 13 scale. Uh-oh, Adam. We didn't, we didn't rate it? We didn't, we didn't do it. What were we doing last week? <laughs> We were talking about mine. No, I know that, but I mean, like, why didn't we do that? <laughs> uh, probably because I forgot. Do we rate the song or do we rate the video? The song, Sammy. Mm, well, okay. I guess we could do both if you want. Yeah, okay. We've never done both before. <laughs> New things to try. New things <laughs> to try. Actually, do you know what else we didn't do? And someone called us out on this, too. Go figure. Is our own visions for the music video. I think that was just because we all liked the mind video so much that we felt like there wasn't anything to add, or at least that's how I felt. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't see how I, I would have done mine or this video differently. Yeah, I feel like maybe the, the spoken parts were weird. Yeah, first. I think that the discussion we just had about the spoken part is really what we would have changed in the music video because I think other than that, the music video is perfect for this song. That's exactly how yeah, I. Yeah, I agree. Song. I think the video is good. Just take out the dialogue, and it's fabulous. And I think the casting is great too. I wouldn't have picked anybody else for um, the guy than Stephen Coletti. The only difference I could envision, if they were to do a completely different video, this isn't a change to the existing one, is to do something more based in fairy tale. Mm. I don't know. I was just thinking that. Like, I think it's about, I like, the song is so yeah, much about but, real life, though. And I think also Love Story was so fairy tale that if they had had more in it, it would have just been, like, overkill. That's possible, like, but I mean this... The point of the song is that her life, she's realizing that her life isn't a fairy tale. That's so what like about, how cool would it be to start it in a fairy tale setting and then transition out of it? That would just be the, That's out, what love that story would be the reverse of Love Story. She <laughs> just did that. Because I mean, it's Maybe yeah. if she hadn't done Love Story, it could have been like this. Like, it could have had some cool, like, fairy tale reality mesh. But, but I thought also think she's talking about, like, fairy tale is like, it's not like she ever thought that she was actually going to be a princess in a castle. Like, I think the fairy tale part is like those shots. Well, if she goes to Rhode Island, of... she's a princess in a castle. I think that the fairy tale is like the shots of the two of them when they're happy. Yeah. It's not like literally her in a gown in a castle. It's, you know, yeah. thinking that this guy is wonderful, but he's not. 
And I think that love story, you know, that obviously that song needed to have the fairy tale aspect to it. I don't think this song does. Well, that is the Romeo and Juliet song exactly. after all. So Exactly. But like, can you imagine like if she'd done it the other way around and like there had been no fairy tale and love story, it wouldn't have made any sense. So the, the one thing I did think was missing until I discovered it or I read something that told me it was there. What? <laughs> there were horses in the video. Yeah, on the yeah. mantelpiece. What were. Sammy said. During her crying scene, there's two horses in the room with Taylor. There's one on the amp beside her and one on the mantel. Oh, that's such a nice touch. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I didn't even notice. It was so subtle. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to point it out, was okay. so people could actually go back and look for it and know it was there. And, of course, just as a helpful reminder for everyone, because I know there's a lot of new people out there listening. We do have a website that is sort of a companion to the podcast. And if you go to taylortalk.org slash episode 122, you're going to find all the companion materials to this episode. We're going to post the video for you there, the actual music video, the behind the scenes videos we were talking about in case you haven't ever seen them. And White Sammy horse feature on Grey's added, Anatomy. <laughs> and she also added the vlog where Taylor watched it on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, so there's going to be all those videos we've been talking about, in case you haven't seen them. They're all going to be at taylortalk.org slash episode 122 for you. So that's sort of your companion guide to this episode. Actually, in the future, what might be kind of nice is open the site and follow it alongside the episode. Yeah. Interesting theory there. So getting back to our 1 to 13, Maya, you weren't here last week, right? That is correct. So we're starting with you on a 1 to 13 scale white horse. Um, I'm going to give white horse um, a 10. 10. It is, yeah. Good ranking. It's one, I don't know, it's one that I've always loved and I, I don't know, I like how honest it is and I think it's just beautiful and yeah, it's a favorite of mine. What about the video on a 1 to 13? Um... Oh, I don't know. Maybe like, like a little bit lower. Maybe like a like a seven or an eight. Like Ooh. I like it, but I think there are things that could be changed. Okay. Yeah. Sammy, song on a one to thirteen. Um, ten. I agree with Maya. I think that my favorite thing about this particular song is that it's um, a song that can that has grown with Taylor, and that it is still just as relevant as it was in two thousand eight as it is now. And, um, I mean, most of her songs are like that, but, you know, listening to it back then, I have the same feelings as I do now, just kind of on a grander scale. And I, I just like, I like that a lot. And the video? I uh, I also agree with Maya. I would say an eight. Um, Interesting. It's good, but I would have changed things. Hmm. Diane? I like it a little bit more than you guys do. I would give it like a 12 or 13 which is um, it, 12 or 13? 13. Oh. It's very important here. 12.5. Is this no, no, one no, no, of your no. favorite Whole numbers. Taylor songs? I would say it is up there because it's just, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about it that still means, you know, it, it just means a lot, like what she was saying. And it, it, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a strong song that it's not something that you can... You know, just say like, "Oh yeah, it's an old song of Taylor's." Like, no, this no, song is exactly. Still that's beautiful. That's, that's and my awesome. point about it. Yeah. you know, crossing, testing the hands of time. It's a Taylor Swift classic. And yeah. what about the video then, Diane? Um, 
I would give it like an 11 just because of the weird spoken parts are just an 11. I don't know, they don't need to be there. But uh, other than that, like I, I think it, I think so. They 12 did a great and an 11. Yes. Got it. I got to like think about this one because going into this discussion, I, I was like thinking, I'm like, well, this isn't one of Taylor's best songs, is it? But then after Sammy pointed out the subtlety of of the lyrics and talking about how they hint towards the story that happened in the video that I couldn't see before, I it changed my mind. I think it's far better written than I originally thought it was. And Shame as a result, for doubting our girl. Oh, Sammy, stop that! It's one of her <laughs> early songs. No, uh, it's still awesome though. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It is a good song. So I, oh man, I I don't know because I'm always so biased towards Taylor. I'm also gonna give it a twelve, like Diane. But it's a slow song, though, Adam. I know, but that's not. <laughs> I'm not basing it on whether or not I like it. I'm basing it on how good a song it is. Okay. How well written it is. How well executed it is. So that gives our panel average an eleven, which is pretty good considering that it won a Grammy for Best Country Song and Best Female Country Vocal Performance back in 2010. Yeah. So I guess the uh, Grammy people saw so all now, those. So now here's the question. If this out, if this exact song hadn't been on Fearless and had been on, um, I mean, either Speak Now, Red, or Album 5, do you think it would still win the, those Grammys? Sammy, that's an unfair question because we know the Grammy people hate Taylor now. <laughs> they're, they're unfair. They cheat. True story. True story. True story. But, I mean, regardless, it did get two Grammys. So it, it's definitely, I mean, they saw the value in the song and, and the quality of writing. So I think I have to agree with it and give it a fairly high ranking. And, I mean, a panel average of 11 out of 13, which is also pretty high. Higher than we've ranked some of her other songs. So, that was a great discussion, by the way. Thank you guys for joining me on that one. Yeah, that was fun. Sammy ruled it. Good stuff. Especially considering I hadn't listened to the song in 150 years. Well, Have you noticed that every time I mention that, the amount of time that it's been since I know, I- it started out as like 5 and then 10 and now it's 150. <laughs> You're just multiplying. Sammy doesn't know the real number, apparently. Nope. But really, I, I think... based on a 13 scale. <laughs> I do think it was a great discussion. I'm glad we got to have it. And thank you to, was it Emily that sent it in? It if was I remember Emily correctly? via email. Emily emailed us and asked for it. So thank you for requesting that, Emily. You opened my eyes. You and Sammy together did it for me. And Maya and I, I helped. Are we worth it? We did. Yeah. We contributed. <laughs> uh, you guys are old hosts. I don't have to suck up to you anymore. Rude. Sammy's wow. been here for like a couple episodes. Anyway, I'm kidding. You both did a fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> so moving on to our listener submitted segment. Well, one of our listener submitted segments, you know, your Swifty when and if Swifties ruled the world, Diane's going to give us our first one. This one comes from Catherine Claire Four on Twitter. And they say, you know, you're Swifty when your day off is binging on Taylor talk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a fun day off to me. Unfortunately, Taylor Talk days are not a day off for me. That's a day on. Yes, they are. <laughs> day on. <laughs> day on. Um, all right, next up, we have one from Tony via email. You know you're Swifty when your roommate tells you not to bother using headphones when listening to a Taylor CD since you sing along loudly anyways. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hopefully you have a nice voice, Tony. Send us Send us a recording of you singing. Yes, please. I would love to hear it. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, is that me? That's me. You're up. You know you're a Swifty when your teacher tells you to make a PowerPoint on your favorite holiday and you choose Taylor Swift Day. That's Sophie via email. I wonder how that went over in class because I'm sure your teacher might have been a little shocked. I wonder I how I, you picked that day. I mean, I, do you just pick the 13th of a month or do you pick the day that it was declared Taylor Swift Day in his state or how does that work? I emailed her back and asked all those questions. Ooh. What did she, did she write back? I don't know. I emailed her back like right before recording. So um, I don't have the answer yet, but I asked her whether that meant to the 13th of every month or Taylor's birthday. Cause my first impression was Taylor's birthday. See, Diane, you just was... said like the 13th of every month. No, Sammy, Sammy, you had a different thought. That was Sammy. Yeah, but oh. my, my, my first initial thought was back during fearless tour. She uh, was playing in Indiana and they declared it Taylor Swift day. So now is that day officially Taylor Swift Day? It's like April 26th, I think, or something like that. I don't know. I'm making that day up. But um, that's that's what stuck out in my head. I would be like, yeah, that's Taylor Swift Day. Taylor Swift Day in Indiana. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> and then the last one is a voicemail from Catherine. Hey, I don't get to read one now. Oh. So, Catherine, take it away, please. You know you're a Swifty slash Taylor Talk listener when you get nostalgic about listening to Taylor Talk in 2011. Aww. Those were the old days. Oh. Old, old days. Makes me feel so old. <laughs> I gotta thank you, though, Catherine, for actually sticking with us that entire time. That's amazing because we've done this, you know, weekly. Then we even did it twice a week for a while. So the fact that you've made it through 122 episodes. Good for you. Love I you. haven't. Sammy's listened to, I think, two. If that. <laughs> Not 122. Oh. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who submitted those and sent them in. You can, of course, contact us in a variety of ways, which, again, a third time I was called out on forgetting something because last week I didn't do this. But you can contact us through email, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor connect us, or ask us a question on AskFM, all to the username TaylorTalk13. You can leave us a voicemail or text message to area code 240-31-SWIFT. For those of you out of the country, if you don't want those long-distance international rates, you can go directly to TaylorTalk.org. There's a button on the side that says Send Voicemail. Click that button. Leave us a voicemail directly on the website. And if I went too fast for you, you only need one link to remember. That's taylortalk.org slash contact. And everything I just shared with you is right there. So go check that out. Send some stuff in for future episodes. We have a ton of segments you can submit to. Those are also listed on that page. Looking forward to hearing from you. We had fun today. We hope you guys had fun because this was an awesome discussion. Thank you, <laughs> Diane. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Sammy, for joining. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I I was waiting for you guys to chime in. I needed a breath before I continued. And then, that is like, fine. Diane's just like, a lot. you're welcome. I'm just like, you're welcome. Whatever. It's what I do. Uh, you know, that's my job. I'm yeah. just told where to be and when. All right. Well, wrapping it up for episode 122 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. This has been Adam. Maya. Diane. And Sammy. Well done, Sammy. Say, <laughs> say it. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next time. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.